Welcome back to Alleycast Tea, where we talk all things church related. And on today, we're going to talk about the model prayer that Jesus gave us in Matthew chapter 6. Now, starting at the first verse, Jesus began to speak concerning giving, the acts of charity. Jesus wants us to give with simplicity, not for our actions to be seen by men, for man to glorify our deeds. If we give for man to glorify us, then that glory will be our reward. Jesus said, don't let the left hand know what the right hand is doing. In other words, he wants us to give in secret. He wants us to give in humility that God may reward us. So what should be the motive or the goals behind our giving? It should be to accomplish the assignment of God. To help those that are in need, to support kingdom building, and to represent the heart of God. Then and only then will God reward our good deeds openly before men. Now remember, Jesus said, give in private, not before men with the wrong motive, with the wrong attitude, with the wrong goal. And God will reward you publicly, which is before men. Thus... Only God will get the glory out of what you do, not the person who gives. And besides, God gave the giver what he has anyway. So remember, Jesus said to give in secret, to give in humility, and God will reward you openly. Now let's go to the model prayer that Jesus began to teach his disciples. His disciples began to ask him to teach them how to pray as John the Baptist did his disciples. And we know when we pray or we're learning when we pray, we enter into our closet. This is what Jesus began to teach us. Our closet is a room of privacy. It, it does not have to be a literal, a literal closet, but it's a room of privacy, a secret chamber, somewhere where we can have quality time with the Lord, just you and him. And when we pray, Jesus began to tell us that we don't want to use vain repetition, vain words, saying the same thing over and over again, because this only yields uh, um, no value. The words are hollow and it's fruitless. By saying the same thing over and over again, it is fruitless to you. And why do I say that? Well, I say that because your father, which is in heaven, he already knows what you need. So just go before the father and just ask him what you want and, and let him know your heart, what you, how you love him and, and, and what you want to see him do for you. Now, the outline prayer that Jesus begins to talk about starts in Matthew chapter 6, and it starts in verse 9. And Jesus began to say our first prayer point. Jesus began to say for us to pray our Father, which are in heaven. So when we begin to pray, we start out by addressing God, which is our heavenly Father. We want to go before God as a child. We want to go before him with confidence. We want to go before him in trust and in expectation. Just like you went to your father when you were a little child. You begin to go to your father and you begin to say, Daddy, can I have this? Daddy, will you take me this place? Daddy, 
can you fix this for me? And that's how we're supposed to go before our Heavenly Father because He is our Father. He is our Daddy. And Jesus gave us the perfect example in Matthew 14 and 36. Jesus began to pray, Abba. And Abba means Father, the most sacred proper name. He began to say, Abba, Father, all things are possible unto thee. Therefore, if Jesus can go to the Father, calling him daddy or calling him father which is the most proper name that's how we're supposed to go to him we're supposed to go and we can say Abba because Jesus made that way for us to be open now we want to go before God like a little child we want to go before him innocent and trusting just as children are innocent and trusting children they trust that their father or their mother will do what they want them to do or they will protect them accordingly. So we want to go to God with simplicity and with trust and with an expectation that he is going to do what we ask or he's going to give us what we want. He's going to handle our situations and our circumstances. He's going to lead us. And he's just going to do everything that we pray about. So we want to go to God with simplicity and trust and also in expectations. And our expectations are essential in the process of prayer. Now, God responds to our trust. He responds to our love and he responds to our faith by meeting our needs and by giving us our heart's desire. According to his will and his word, of course. And we, when we effectively pray and we effectively exude faith, just like in Hebrew 11, chapter 6, the word began to tell us, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder to them that diligently seek him. So we got to go to God in faith. And, and believing that God is going to do what we ask, that he is going to reward us accordingly. So that's another uh, essential to the process of prayer. When you go before God to pray, you must go in faith, believing that God is going to do exactly what you ask. But, but one thing we must remember that it's according to his will and his word. Now, we can go before God and we can ask something that's not according to his will. And I guarantee you that he's not going to he's not going to do it for you. He's not going to answer. He's not going to even uh, consider it. So it has to be according to his will and his word. So remember that. And through prayer, we establish an intimate relationship with our Heavenly Father. That means we learn about him. We learn his ways. We learn his will. For our lives, we learn his expectations of us, what the do's and don'ts of his laws, and we learn his characteristics. So when you go into prayer, the first thing you want to do is you want to acknowledge God. You want to address him. You want to say, our father, which art in heaven, or you can put it into your own words. Remember, this is just a model. This is just an outline. But the first thing that we want to do is address God and let him know that we are talking directly to him. Now, the next thing Jesus began to teach us is to say, Hallowed be thy name. Hallowed regarded 
a holy, sacred name. Jesus expresses reverence for his father by giving special regard to his name. We want to let the Lord know that we understand who he is. We understand his characteristics. We understand what his name means to us in this earth realm. And reflecting on the names of God reminds us of who he is, how he works in our lives, and the blessings he promised to his children. And just for some examples, Yahweh, Jehovah, means God who is always is and never changes. Adonai, Lord who is eternal. Jehovah Elohim, majestic Lord who is worthy of worship. Jehovah Elion, Lord God most high. El Shaddai, almighty God. Jehovah Jireh, God my provider. Jehovah Rephkanai, God my healer. Jehovah Sidkenu, God our righteousness. Jehovah Nisi, God our conqueror. Jehovah Shalom, God our peace. Jehovah Shammah, God who is there, and he's there all the time, thank you Jesus. Jehovah Emkadesh, Lord who sanctifies us. Jehovah Rohi, God our shepherd that takes care of us. And Jehovah Olam, God the everlasting one. So these are examples of the names of God that you will find in the Bible that you can connect with and you can uh, express or give reverence to his name. Hallowed be thy name. Hallowed be thy name, Adonai. You are Lord who is eternal. Bless the Lord. So make sure that we come and say or give reverence to his name. Hallowed be thy name. And these names are Hebrew names revealed that reveal who God is to us. And in hallowing his name in prayer, we are expressing faith in his name. We see him in all the power that he has. And remember, God sent his son Jesus to fulfill everything his name represents. So we must hallow Jesus' name in the same way. According to Philippians 2, 9 through 11, wherefore God also had highly exalted him, meaning Jesus, and given him a name which is above every name. Jesus' name is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. That means in, of the things in heaven. Everybody in heaven has to bow down to Jesus. Of the things in the earth, everybody on the earth will bow down to Jesus. Of the things under the earth, everything under the earth in hell Satan and all his demons going to bow down to Jesus and that every tongue, everything that has a tongue, animals included, should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And you can find that scripture in Philippians 2, 9 through 11. Bless the Lord. Now we're going to go on to the third prayer point. Jesus began to teach us and he began to teach us to say, thy kingdom come. Bless the Lord. 
This is extremely important. Extremely important. We are asking for God's rule in our lives. We are asking for the same laws and the same conditions in heaven to come down on earth and to take place in our lives. Matthew 6 verse 33 tells us Jesus emphasized the importance of this petition in the Sermon on the Mount. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. A king takes care of his subjects. He directs their lives and supplies their needs. He provides protection. We want the kingdom of God to come here on earth. And through prayer, we represent or we present ourselves before the throne of God and petition our king to intervene in our lives and to help us with our problems. We want his kingdom to come. Because Jesus is our king, we are able to approach the throne with confidence, the heavenly throne. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16 begin to say to us, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. Therefore, we want his kingdom to come upon earth. We want God's rule in our lives. We want to be able to go before the throne of grace so that we can obtain mercy and that we may find grace in our time of need. We know that a king takes care of his subjects. So we want God's kingdom to come and abide here on earth in our lives. Now, fourth prayer point, Jesus began to teach us to say is thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Thy will, God's will be done in earth as it is in heaven. We want his will to be done in earth. We know that we live here on earth and we know that the enemy was cast down out of heaven and he lives here as well. But we want the will of God to be done here on earth. In a, and in our lives. The will of God is to have a relationship with us. And he wants to bless us. According to his name, he wants us to have peace. He wants us to experience his righteousness, to know his power, to receive his guidance, to receive his healing, for us to worship him and to recognize his providence, his divine care and direction in our lives. God knows we want the the knowing of knowing the will of God is imperative, absolutely necessary in our lives. So we want to know his will and we want his will to be done here on earth. And when we know the will of God, we are able to obey him. John 9 verse 31 begins to speak. Now we know that God heareth not sinners. But if any man be a worship of God and doeth his will, him he heareth. So we want God to hear us. We want to know his will so we're able to do his will. Now, the, the scripture also tells us that God's people are destroyed because of the lack of knowledge. If we don't know how what his will is and we don't know how to do his will, we are destroyed. 
So we want to know God's will. We want to be able to worship him. We want to be able to do his will because we want God to hear our prayers. John 9, 31. Now we know that God heareth not sinners, but if any man be a worshiper of God and doeth his will, God hears him. So we want to do the will of God so he can hear us. We want his will to be done here on earth as it is in heaven. And in asking for his will to be done on earth, we are asking God to reveal his will to us so that we can obey in all things. And we also have learned or will learn that obedience is a prerequisite. Obedience is a requirement. Obedience is a necessity, a necessary condition to answer prayer. We have to be obedient. John 14 and 15 tells us if we love God, we will keep his commandments. If we love him, truly love God, we will do his will. We will keep his commandments and the commandments and the power to keep them are found in the word of God. When we pray the promises of God in the power of the Holy Spirit, we are praying in the will of God. First John 5, 14 through 15 tells us, and this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything According to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. Thus, if we hear God, we have confidence in him. We ask according to his will and he hear us and we know that he hears us, we should have the expectation and the confidence that he will give us the desires of our heart. So we want the will of God to be done here on earth, just as it is in heaven. Now, our fifth prayer point, give us this day our daily bread. Jesus is showing us that we need to bring our specific needs to the Father in prayer on a daily basis. Philippians 4 and 19 begin to tell us, but my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Jesus Christ. So all we have to do is ask, ask for our daily bread, ask for our daily needs, the things that we need, need to live by. Uh, the mindset that we need to live by, the natural things, the food on our table, the, the shelter over our head, the clothes on our back, water, um, money in our pockets. Ask God for these things. These are our daily needs. These are the things that we need to bring specific before him on a daily basis that he will supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory. God owns as the scripture tells us, all the cattle upon the hill, everything belongs to God. God made it and all we have to do is ask and we shall receive. So ask for the specific needs. Give us this day 
our daily bread, bread, the things that we are required to have in order to live on a daily basis. And it is a significant note where Jesus placed this phrase in his prayer. Before we can ask the Father to meet our needs with confidence, we need to know him as the Father and the Lord of our lives. We must be in tune with his will. So we must say our Father, which art in heaven, we know who he is. Hallowed be thy name. We recognize the name of God and what his names mean to us. Then we can come and say, give us our daily bread. We have to recognize it's a significant area in the prayer that we are now able to come with confidence and ask God for our daily needs. Now, God wants to bless us. According to Ephesians 3 and 20, God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or we think according to the power that worketh in us. So he's he's able to do whatever above what we can think. Above how we can work anything that you can think of God can do above that. So he wants to bless us according to his word. Just remember that God wants to bless you. You are his child, just like a father, a natural father and his child. The scripture tells us if a child asks for, uh, just in my words, if a child asks the father for a piece of candy, are you going to give him a snake? If your child asks for some ice cream, are you going to give them a, um, a spider? No, you're not going to do that. You're going to give them that candy and you're going to give them that ice cream because you love them. And that is the exact same love that the Heavenly Father has for us. If we ask, he's going to give and he's, he's able to do a exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. He's able to give us more than what we can even imagine. So what we do, we have to ask and we shall receive. But we must have our priorities in order. We must seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness first. Then all these things will be added unto us. So we have to seek his kingdom first before we go before the before God asking God, can I have this? And God, can I have that? And will you do this for me? And, and will you do that for me? We must make sure that we're walking in his will first. Then we can go before him and ask for our daily needs and even our desires. Praise God. We're going to go on to our sixth prayer point And forgive us our debts. Forgive us our sins. As we forgive our debt 